1: Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.
2: You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. that's
0: All right. how we start hello hey drew
2: hey sam how are you i'm doing great how are you you see ryan
0: there i'm ryan hey hey ryan thanks for joining the, us no problem love the t-shirt oh yeah <laughs> i'm a big deadhead so oh
3: nice boom right on that's cool um yeah i'm gonna i gotta i have a a uh 77 volkswagen van that i'm, I'm <laughs>
0: nice, trying to
3: get on the road and i it's kind of the van is this color like this light blue right and part of me is considering putting some of these across across it well that's a
0: must you know. yeah. You think, yeah the first thing yeah, I
3: bought, the first thing i bought after i bought the van i got it like mm-hmm. for like pennies because it was just sitting in a field and a guy wanted to get rid of it it mm-hmm. needs a lot of work but the first thing I bought after I, I brought it home was uh, the steal your face sticker to put in the back window. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right on. So um, anyway, welcome to the show. Thanks for joining right. us.
0: Thank you for having me.
3: Yeah. You want to uh, introduce yourself to all 18 of our listeners? I'm <laughs> <laughs> um, sure. Hey, folks. Uh, my name is Sammy
0: Huber from Huber Family Adventures on Instagram, Sammy Heber on Facebook. Uh, I'm 31 years old. I live in King of Prussia, Pennsylvania. Uh, I'm married to my beautiful wife, Gisette, and I have a three-year-old son, Sky. Um, I was diagnosed with autism at age 14, and I've been on a personal life mission to understand how autism affects me personally. And For the last nine years, I've been working in the autism field, helping uh, the youngsters uh, understand themselves, and I've been doing a lot of self-advocacy work and here, here on Instagram, on and on YouTube, and I'm here to spread that autism is a gift from God rather than a curse. Nice word.
3: So we already we already know your answer to the the magic pill question.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, the magic pill question. I, no, I would never take that pill because without autism, we wouldn't have iPhones, we wouldn't have Pokemon, we wouldn't have the Beatles, we wouldn't have. Uh, Tim Burton's work We wouldn't have So much of the technology. We wouldn't be on the moon Right now Without autistic people So why would I You know Hinder myself By taking such a stupid pill
3: Yeah That's the best answer I've heard so far
0: <laughs>
3: Love it What do you say The Beatles Tell me about that Well You know Even though uh, It's never
0: been Officially confirmed Like I read John Lennon's Auto like, His biography Yeah And And like A lot of his behaviors And a lot of you know, I've read some psychologists who've analyzed him, like, I think he probably w- w- had Asperger's, so I'm like, I- I'm gonna, I'm gonna take that, I'm gonna take it, he's one of us, um, yeah. and I, and also just being someone on the spectrum, I have what I think of call my Aspidar, and, and, like, just reading, like, personal accounts of what he was like, I'm like, yeah, he's one of us, yeah, Um. so, yeah, and, and that's another thing I think that needs to happen more in the autistic community, is, like, let's look at like the people that have made it so we can be inspired to be our awesome selves rather than be normal. Cause like John Lennon wrote, you know, create music that wasn't normal for the time. Yeah. Um, iPhone, iPhones weren't normal for the time, like 20 years ago or however long ago, we didn't have iPhones, but now we do. Yeah. Technology, you know, Microsoft, like without, you know, the gift of autism, you know, we wouldn't have these wonderful things. Yeah. And these wonderful and wonderful people that like have so much empathy. Because so if you notice the technology that all these people invent typically is for communication. So for people that say we don't want to communicate um, look at what we're making things that make communication so much easier, Facebook, another made by yet another all these people that did not want to communicate. No, we do. We just, we invented the way that we, and we're bringing the world together, especially during COVID times. Like
3: yeah.
0: social media is like, well oh, we've been able to really talk to each other yeah so I'm like this is a gift
3: I'm so stoked on I'm so stoked on what you're saying and like starting off Mm. our conversation this way because Mm -hmm. yeah it's such a thing I feel like I don't know from my own journey with this it's Mm -hmm. like autism is always framed as something that's wrong something that's a challenge something that's a struggle something that's a, a deficiency a disorder uh, something mm. that has to be overcome. And mm. in my life, being undiagnosed for the first 20 plus mm. years of my adulthood, there were many challenges. And right. then in the last couple of years, going from discovery to self-diagnosis to an official diagnosis, it's like I'm still a lot of my days thinking of my own experience being autistic in terms of like the struggles I have. Mm-hmm. And it's it's what I didn't even realize until just you talking now, but like that's a negative framework to be working within
1: instead mm-hmm.
3: of like just jumping right into like, I mean, yeah, the struggles are real. But like, let's focus on this positive shit. These artists, these inventors, these musicians, these uh, scientists like, yeah, we wouldn't be on the moon. We wouldn't. And, and, and another thing I think is really interesting that is like when you talk about people in history that existed before autism diagnosis was a thing and you look yeah. back and you go well this person probably was and this person probably was and da vinci or whoever and you just it's it's pretty cool you know
0: mm. yeah and that's the other thing is like when you really look at the autism struggles that actually are everyone's struggles like we it's just amplified yeah okay I, I don't look at it as oh it's a disorder no we're just amplified human beings we are because we we're born mm-hmm. without that filter, that natural ability to filter. Like, no, we're experiencing everything that everyone else experiences. We're not different. Uh, we're just humanity fully. Re- I think fully realized almost. Yeah. Because uh, we don't. we don't see the unwritten rules that at, when you really think about, it, no one actually freaking follows. You know, that everyone actually like, no, it's normal the this way. I'm like, but you don't do those things that you say are normal. Yeah.
2: Or follow consistently.
0: You know. Or follow consistency. Yeah. So like stop. Thinking of us less, night no, like we're just pointing out the faults, and I think that's why people have that negative mindset. about us because like we're a, a reflection of society, because like what they try mm-hmm. to teach us in therapy, what they try to teach, like that's what, and it doesn't work out the way they think it should. It's like we're highlighting what needs to be better about society. That's why we are the inventors, the musicians that change things for the better and teach people to be a bit more kind, because uh we have to because like before the dinosaur of autism we were the eccentric the quirky ones yeah you know and no one you know no, no one looked like down on us but like something happened in the early 2000s where like, all of a sudden we were looked at you can't they, they can't function in society i'm like what what happened there and then that's one of the things i do mm-hmm. in my books i'm trying to answer that question what ha- no i think it's just people started being aware of we are pointing out things that need to be made better in yeah. society and, that, and that's a gift from God right there because we all, everyone wants to live in a progressive society, not going back. Yeah. Uh, um, and people always and try that- to, sh- yeah, everyone tries to shut up, you know, people try to shut up John. They try to shut up all these great thinkers. Why? Because they are pointing out things that people were too scared to actually yeah. address. Yeah.
3: It's such a, it's interesting to think about too because like, I don't know. Um, there's still, I mean, there are autism is a spectrum
1: mm-hmm. and
3: there are like the people that are maybe like us that are considered more high functioning or whatever. And then there are like people that are considered, um, I don't know what the right word is, but are ha- have more challenges or maybe nonverbal or need 24 k- hour assistance or care and all this stuff and it's like it's it's i find it uh, difficult sometimes to have these conversations about autism entirely because it's like people like us are going like hey like we just want <clears throat> to do what we do and be part of it all and and be artists and be inventors and be all this but and and not be looked at as deficient but yet our own art- autistic brothers and sisters who are i don't know like have uh, autism in a more severely presenting way do need that help. And, and I don't know, it's, it's hard for me to articulate right now what I'm thinking. Uh,
0: I, no, I I get what you're saying. You're, you're talking about the ones that have more challenges, the ones that can't talk, but look at, and parents often say, like they don't have the gift that you have. And I'm like, look about how much of a better parent they made you. They made you more kind, more patient, more loving, more understanding, more aware of mental health in this crazy world that, was highlighted how poor our mental health is, especially in 2020. Yeah. Like that, that's a gift that our nonverbal autistic brothers and sisters are giving us like the ability to really understand, learn to better communicate yeah. um, even, and also enjoy the simple things. Like, cause like most parents with neurotypical children take for granted, Oh, my child learns to use the potty at the, at the appropriate age. But yeah. like when an autistic child nonverbal reaches the mark, they appreciate that so much more how much they yeah. achieved and how miraculous as a human being to be able to do those things for themselves. And yeah, um, I've worked with nonverbal clients that like his, he actually got a job, you know, he was freakishly strong and he looked beer kegs from one from point A to point B, which would be from the storage of the car. And he was happy. And the other thing is that they also worked in a job flipping burgers. Like that's a very simple motion. Like someone's got to do it. And if they're happy, that's way, way more important than, Oh, you know are they a lawyer or a doctor like yeah. if they're happy let them be happy like one of my favorite stories about john lennon is the school when they asked him what he wanted to do for a living he didn't say oh i want to be a musician he said i want to be happy yeah um and that's why i think and I, t- I always tell that story to parents that like if your child's happy they're still contributing it's like
3: yeah mm. most
0: of the world loves cheeseburgers and if that's what your child does for a living or like cleans the floor of a mcdonald's like yeah let them be happy someone's got to do those jobs and that's god's purpose for them and also yeah. when people meet them that you know that makes them understand autism better like yeah. that's the other thing is if we're just shoving these low-function kids into the you know into the basement somewhere or asylums or whatever like people aren't gonna ever truly understand autism. but if we bring them into the limelight mm. how amazing these these kids are yeah um you know that's what's going to truly end the stigma against people like myself like you yeah. or them but if we're tr- like trying to hide them away um that's not good like i love how in with sesame street how they have an autistic character yeah and you're starting to see uh us starting to come into the limelight because like it- it's a i think autism is not a disorder it's a it's a culture it's a different way of talking. When people, when I say that to people, it's like a light bulb goes off. Oh, they're not less. They're just they speak a different language to me because yeah. you wouldn't say say someone that speaks Spanish is less than you, and no, they just speak differently. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then, and it's like all of a sudden this light
3: bulb goes off in people's heads, like
0: oh, okay, but now we're willing to help them.
3: Yeah, hundred um. percent. I want to um, I want to s- circle around to like starting, like get into like your childhood experiences and stuff in a minute, mm-hmm. but. F- first i I, uh you mentioned you know the word asperger's and 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 i know that some people have an issue with that and i'm interested Mm -hmm. in talking about and finding out your opinion on that i mean uh some some people in the autistic community are are very vocal about people not using that word anymore i use it i don't have a problem with it but i'm curious what your if you have an Mm -hmm. opinion on that
0: Um, my opinion is kind of like how Shakespeare said, "A rose by any other name is still a rose," or however that quote goes. (laughs) Um, like like, I I get the why they they want to be called that anymore because it's been taken out of the DSM, and they just want to, you know, we're we're autistic, and and like that's more. I think it's almost like trendy, almost like use the word autism instead of Asperger's, like because Asperger's is disappearing from our vocabulary as a society. Yeah. Um. Uh, but whatever you want to call yourself, call yourself that. You know that this is what I have. But yeah. more importantly, what your name is—that is who you are. Your autism or your Asperger's is not define you. Who you are and your actions are what define you. Autism is just, you know, a label. You know, label like yeah. a, like a band name or like, but you know, the, mu- the music of who you are it, is what people are going to pay attention to. Yeah. Um, so whatever you want to call yourself, as long as you're happy and you can define it for people, because that's the thing I, I always tell my clients is learn how to define autism for yourself. You don't have to be an expert on everything, autism, because it's a spectrum. There's so much yeah. components to it, learn how it affects you personally, and you'll see yourself go far.
2: Yeah. So true. So true. That makes
3: a lot of sense. Um, I think too, like, I mean, I know it's been taken out of the DSM, but it's still, it's still used as as a diagnosis in other countries. And like for us mm-hmm. with this podcast and everything, I mean, we we have listeners all over the world. We, we get emails and, and messages from people in, in, in Africa, Europe, Asia, Australia, mm-hmm. South America, all over the world. So to me, it's like, I still feel like if someone lives in the UK or they live in Kenya or they live in Singapore or wherever, and if like that word is still used in the diagnostic, you know, whatever there, right. then that's their world. And it's like, I'm not going to be like, well, don't say that word because we don't say it here. It's like, well, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's still, I think. And I also feel like a lot of people, um, they, it's kind of a shorthand because like mm-hmm. people I know or people I encounter in my life, especially some who are maybe a little bit older too. Like if you say Asperger's, they know what you're talking about. Right say auti- autistic they kind of look at would look at me and go well i don't understand you don't look autistic because they just think of autistic as like the severe version you know what i mean
0: right
3: so i think it's just like a shorthand that you go asperger's they go oh okay like i know what that means kind of so right. I don't know. it's it's anyway um but yeah do you want
2: what do you say sam how do you de- define yeah,
3: well, how do you a question. yourself do you
0: define- that's what that. Uh, da- how do I define Asperger's or how do I define autism? For, just yourself. Or, or what do you call yourself? Yeah. Like if someone asks you about you. Um, yeah. the Depending on my, on the, like, I think this is just, first off, I think this is the proof that this is a cultural thing. Cause like in I- any culture, you have different names for different things. Yeah. Um, I define myself either, or like, depending on what, if I know the person knows what Asperger's is. I'll say Asperger's, but for like a millennial or general generation Z, I'll say high-functioning autistic yeah Uh, but i define myself by my name and my actions though like autism is just a scientific way of looking the way i think the way i feel the way i process the world the way my feelings are amplified and yeah um, i would define (laughs) myself as sam and i would define myself as quirky and eccentric and uh awkward as hell sometimes but like (laughs) Um, uh, autistic or not. Um, and it's just um, through my positive energy, like that's how I can define myself. It's not, autism does not mean I'm, it's not who I am. It's just, I define myself through what I project into the world, uh, which is positively, really, you know.
2: And Sam, has part of that come from owning the fact that you are comfortable, like with, with your state?
0: yeah I, it cut it come it came through a lot of trial and there like anyone who's listening who things like i was born this way uh, uh-uh. i know i went through the whole blaming autism for all my struggles all, why i don't get women why i don't get the yeah. job why I, I went through all that but then i came out the other side and like met my wife who is for example my wife who's from new york when i told her i was on the spectrum she just like batted the eye and and i'm from new york city like you think you're strange like you should spend a week in my own neighborhood <laughs> uh, and i kind of it was just like this light bulb moment like oh like if i'm proud of who i am like it won't be weird about people it's when we make it like weird that other people think oh there has to be something wrong because they're so upset yeah uh, um, so if you love your autism other people will like and that's the same thing, mm. thing that happened for me in college too for example is like Oh, you have autism? Oh, that's cool. But when I like freaked out, they th- th- Oh, there's something to freak out about here. Yeah. Um, if you have th- that, where you, nowhere, where you are on the spectrum, you have the power to choose how people react to you and react to your yeah. autism. If you're freaking out and saying there's something seriously wrong with you, that, that's how people are going to treat you. They're going to put you on walking around the eggshells around you. Yeah. Um, but if you're confident and you love who you are, you love your autism, they're going to be like, This person's awesome. Mm. Uh, and, and enjoy being in a president and if they don 't get you they don 't get you and that 's not because you 're autistic that 's because you 're human there 's yeah. no human on this planet that everyone loves like this like that everyone loves John Lennon, but you know most people do yeah uh, and that 's okay and that and that 's fine because that 's just part of human like and that 's why I tell a lot of people' is like this is be often does awesome. not separate us from humanity yeah it 's just we 're a different culture we 're a narrow neurodiverse culture. And that's something everyone, I think, can understand. Yeah, dude, you're like, you
1: know,
3: just, I, I love Is it what, Sunday.
2: Uh, Is this Sunday? Because it feels like a sermon. It's so good. I was
3: just <laughs> gonna say, like, if I if I had the money, I would pay you to like phone me every morning and just talk to me for like ninety seconds and just be like, Yo, just, like, pump, yeah. yeah, let's get you know. And I'd be like, oh, I just feel great. I'm gonna start my day feeling awesome. Like you're killing it. It's so good. Um, such a good. Well, thank feeling. you. <laughs> Um, but, uh, yeah, let's, uh, let's, let's circle around to, uh, you and like your, uh, childhood and growing up. And like you said, you were diagnosed at 14. I'm really curious to just kind of hear about your, your childhood, what your family life was like school and like what ended up leading you down that road.
0: All right. Uh, well, in the first grade, I was diagnosed with ADHD and nonverbal learning disability, which means I couldn't read by language and... I struggled to speak above like a one syllable word, like words like remember and hospital were really hard for me. Um, So I I had to repeat the first grade because of those reasons, because I I wasn't paying attention. Like that's the thing I remember from my first grade report cards. Sam really struggles to pay attention. Um, But my mom, after years of going through so many different schools, like she's a therapist herself, like I'm convinced that he has Asperger's. So let me get him re-diagnosed. So at 14, I got re-diagnosed with Asperger's and uh, the fact that you know I had a m- mother in the autism field like she you know did a lot of my therapy herself uh, my dad who's a writer and most likely also one of us um, like yeah. taught me a lot of, he, but he had to, he it, had to do with the old school way of figuring it out for himself right and going through therapy and, yeah. uh, and all that stuff so he taught me a lot of you know his life skills and um and like taught me the power of writing out your thoughts. And even though I couldn't sound words out in my head, you know, he found a way for me to figure out how to spell words, which is to visualize, remember what the word looks like. So that's mm. how I learned to read.
2: Yeah. Um,
0: Cause you know, he learned that, you know, people are visual learners. So rather than, you know, after you know, a few tantrums, you know, he realized that, uh, you know, it's not that Sam's being stubborn or defiant. It's just like, he can't sound the word out in his head. Yeah. Let's use his let's use his eyes to learn how uh, to read. And then, you know, with the right re- reading tutor, I just all of a sudden started reading. And I, I started picking up every book left and right, like, after fighting it for so long. Um, and then going into college um, was my first, like, real social experience, being around neurotypical people. In my first two years, like, I just stayed in the autism club, which is this... And all we did was sit around and watch Disney movies and our PJs. I'm like, this is not the college experience. I want the... Like a microscope version of Animal House, yeah, like just some like you know something, so I had to learn, but I'm like I'm not comfortable with drinking yet, so i I came up with this technique of just like you know, sneaking over to the trash, grabbing a few empty beer cans, like I drank this many when I started going to parties, and then huh. so I got comfortable with uh the college uh scene, and uh, and also I had this light bulb moment in my beginning of my third year of college was that. No one knows who the hell they are. Even the neurotypical people, I'm like, yeah. oh, I actually can relate to you. I actually can have sympathy for the struggle of figuring out who you are. Yeah. This, this is not—I can realize this is not an autistic thing. This is a dumb, per, young, dumb person uh, experience that everyone has, and mm-hmm. everyone has to learn. Mm-hmm. Um, I, you know, I did you know some dumb, crazy stuff that all kids do in college, and I learned from those experiences. And I think that's—I never had an IEP. I know, you know, I went to a school for learning disabilities. So not just autistic people, like just kids with some sort of mental health thing going on. Yeah. And I just started having real life experience and, and learned to reflect on that, like how can I do better? And even like allowing myself to piss people off. Like that's how they're not to do that. Yeah. Uh, and then, you know, being my wife, you know, who's a very spiritual person, I got closer to God and then had a very religious experience uh last year with jesus came over jesus and like but not like fire and brimstone jesus i'm talking about the love of jesus because jesus is all about the love you know and that and the, the fact that he can he'll never judge me and if and i only worry about his opinion all that judgment about my when i'm stimming or, or how a lot of people might look at my autistic traits doesn't matter because i'm like yeah it just do- doesn't and you know and then mm-hmm. I, I only focus it taught me how to focus on the people that are just like oh mm-hmm. he's stimming but like i'm not gonna point it out or you know insult him for doing so and i've learned you know there are there's a i never you know tell my fellow ask me stop stimming like there's a time and place to do it like yeah i really need to stim i'll go to the bathroom at work and i'll i'll stim away for like five minutes yeah um and that's the thing, and it's the same thing with, with just like if a woman needs to, you know, pump for her kid, like she goes off into a private room and does that. Yeah, it's um, and then and that's what I, I like to do with my advocacy work is making work more autistic friendly. Yeah, because uh, we're like we're amazing workers, we're hard and dedicated yeah. workers, but we, we just need a moment to be ourselves, like mm. anyone else at work. It's equivalent of going to get a cup of coffee. I explained to my neurotypical uh coworkers like my stimming is like me recharging my batteries, getting ready to be the best uh, worker I can be, um, yeah. and that's been my you know journey and then also be a public speaker and working in the field myself, I've seen how far I've come, and I realized that even though there were struggles for me, I'm like, look how strong I am now, like I went from barely being able to speak to being able to run my mouth for hours and hours like this mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. that's really you know really far and it doesn't matter and read I, I, and you learned how to read too bro i learned how to read and it doesn't matter i didn't get at the age appropriate time like no, that's no. A, that's another term that needs to be thrown out like mm-hmm. i've met older narrative individuals who can't do half of what i do yeah uh like it, you get i i do like there's a joke by gabriel iglesias called he talks about hawaiian time you get there when you get there and that's how i try to live my life now like Okay, I'm still 31 years old. I don't have a driver's license, but I'm like, I'm gonna keep trying. You know, I've, I've failed the test seven times. I'm gonna keep trying yeah. until I can drive and I can get my pickup truck and you know, slap a steely face on the back and nice uh, and do and do my thing. But
3: you know, I'll get there when I get there. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm.
0: uh, and yeah, that, I didn't that's get, the action. I didn't
3: get my license till I was like 35. I think
0: <laughs> right. <laughs> You got, you got there, my friend, and that, and that's the other thing. They just, I think people just need to throw out this whole concept. normal. there's no such thing. It's just people like to feel and feel like, to, why do we have the concept? People like to feel in control. They're yeah. saying I'm normal, um, but there's no such thing as that. It's like it, it's just like a general guidelines. Like once you realize they're just guidelines, not actual rules. Yeah. As, as a person, it gets so much easier, and it gets so much easier <laughs> not to, to not mask all the time. It's like that's exhaust exhausting to mask all the time to try yeah. to act normal rather than just be my
3: amplified humanity. Yeah. That was, I was, that was going to be my next question. I was going to ask you about your experience with masking and, and how, what, yeah, what that's like for you.
0: Um, You know, I'm not free of it yet, but masking is a very uh, hard process. Like it, like having a conversation, I did like, just gearing up for this conversation i had to like listen to some eminem to pump myself up yeah uh what era eh. oh yeah lose yourself it's always yeah Cause, like he talks about in that song about like his arms are sweat like i was already sweating before this yeah uh interview like okay i have to talk i have to yeah you know all this stuff like, i got to prep myself to be so like this sweaty. awesome you yeah. sweaty mm-hmm. Yeah.
3: there's vomit on his sweater mm-hmm. already mm-hmm. Mom's spaghetti spaghetti yeah that's such mm-hmm. a good
0: song yeah it's a good yeah it's a it's a great song and i'm like
1: um
0: <laughs> anyway going back to masking it you know like i know how to do it you know i took psychology in college just to learn how to mask properly because it, it was a scientific way of looking at human behavior Yeah. so like I, I learned how to you know, act normal, but it, it's exhausting, and it often like w- wears me out to the point where like I can't connect with my family after a day of yeah. acting normal. So I'm still in this process through through my religious beliefs to just be myself, and yeah, you know, as long as I'm kind, like yeah, to other mm-hmm. people, like mm-hmm. that's Good all rule. that matters. Like, yeah. that, that's all I can do. Like as Jesus says, like do unto others as you would do unto yourself. So I'm like that. Yeah. That's the best I can do as a human being yeah so yeah. I, i'm trying to you know i still have the reflex of am asking when i'm when i meet someone i don't know sure um but you know i i once i get to know someone like my amplify my true stuff comes flying out like yeah um and i start to you know remind myself i don't have to maintain eye contact i just have to every three seconds come back to somebody's eyes Yeah. which is a lot less uh, anxiety provoking rather than yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Uh, uh, I, I catch myself doing that though. I hate to, like, mm, you guys probably experience yeah. it. I sometimes just like zone mm. out on one mm. person and then I'm like, that's uncomfortable. Yeah. Right. It's got to be uncomfortable.
3: I've like yeah. described that to people, like, because people, you know, when people go, oh, well, you make eye contact. You're not, and it's like, yeah, well, it's a conscious effort because <laughs> when I'm talking to you, I'm looking over here. And then it's almost like I have to like reach up and turn my face towards you every few seconds. Like, but Mm -hmm. you know, not physically with my hand, but that's what it feels like. Like I have to kind of go, Oh yeah. Look at the person. And then there's the thing. And then you get lost in, am I staring at them too long? Should I look at them for one second or two seconds and then look away? And then should I look down? Should I look up? I keep looking to the right. Maybe I should look to the left this time. So I don't, so I look more normal. And then it's like, do people look away in different directions? And then you start watching which way they're looking. Are they looking in different directions? Are they looking? How long are they looking at me? Well, now I'm looking at them the entire time to count how long they're looking at me. So now I'm staring at them. Shit. I got to look away. And it's like, it just happens while mm-hmm. you're having a conversation that you're trying to pay attention to. You're doing all this other shit. And you're like, wow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this yeah. is fucking. Funny. Yeah. And then you're like, yeah. Oh. No wonder why this. I have ADD.
0: No wonder why oh, I got the ADHD for sure. Yeah and then, then you miss five minutes of the conversation because you're so busy worrying okay. about where your eyes should be yeah and the way I, I try to explain to people all the time is like it's like two different uh, like body functions eye contact and listening yeah you know and we know, and as I'll tell you we know listening is way more important than eye contact yeah so yes. if you allow us to look away from you and you ask us to repeat what you said well, we'll then look right at you and be like you
2: said totally
3: but then if my you're wife,
2: like all the time my wife's like what did I just say and it's like verbatim she's like fuck you were listening
0: right but then if they're like whole eye contact because i've had people like follow my eyes around like they're like moving their head like yeah around with me and then i'm so stressed out by that i'm like i have no idea what you just said ma'am or sir i have no idea
3: and it's funny Um, because it like i think for neurotypicals if you're not looking at them they don't think you're listening Mm
2: -hmm. whereas
3: for us if we're looking at you it's harder for us to listen so there's just this disconnect Mm -hmm. that happens in the in the perception of how we're how we're mm-hmm. right which Sam
2: when you think about Sam's case like you were first diagnosed with ADHD and then it's because of your mom that you dug a little she dug a little further and got the mm-hmm. autism diagnosis and it could have yeah. been institutionally in your school that a teacher was like well he's not looking at me so mm-hmm. he's not paying attention so
0: right that's exactly like I, what I
2: right I was diagnosed the same way like even my mom in a restaurant like she was so upset that i wouldn't look the server in the eye but i said listen i i'm sorting out my thoughts i'm just not it just makes me uncomfortable at this point to Mm -hmm. look her in the eye and it's part of it was making the server feel uncomfortable too
0: Mm
3: -hmm. yeah yeah sam do you still still have an adhd diagnosis or um or like do you still think of yourself as that too i
0: i still have it i like it's, it's it's not gone away like it's almost like it's it's a characteristic of my autism. I, like it, yeah. like it doesn't, it doesn't go away. Like I have to do a lot to make sure I stay focused. I have like a million lists, like 20 million reminders on my phone to do things. Yeah. yeah. Um, Cause I'll do like, I'll do chores half, you know, halfway through. And then I like, I'm like, Oh, I totally should do that. And I wander off. And, yeah, doing that nice. chore. and then my wife comes in, Sam, you didn't take the garbage all the way out. I'm like, Oh yeah. I left <laughs> that by the door. Yeah. Um, but it, it's taking like, you know, a lot of self-care is how I want to manage my ADHD. Like I yeah. eat a healthy diet for grounding foods that usually helps me manage my ADHD. Yeah. And and it's also just, I've, as any other human being, I've learned to build my skills on helping myself rem- remember the do things. Yeah. And also being kind to myself when my ADHD is really acting up like, all right, I'm not going to get anything done today, but that's okay. Like, yeah, everyone <laughs> has their off days yeah uh, it's, it's when you're fighting your adhd and like angry and like you're tight your body's tightening up like oh, i should be able to focus yeah no like that oh, you're making yeah. it worse you're making it worse so yeah. if it takes you an hour to refocus yourself take that hour if you have it Or yeah. if you only have five i find even doing five minute meditations help me refocus where i am or yeah. listening to eminem or the grateful dead or music just helps me with that repetitive pattern of musical notes how's yeah. my focus Get right back on track or stimming like let, let me get myself back on track this is an opportunity to get back on track yeah uh, um and that well, i often say to myself when my age because I, I, sam i forgive you for not being able to pay attention rather than being so angry that i can't pay attention oh, mm.
3: dude. Um, i'm gonna start uh, i'm gonna start doing that
2: Loving yourself. Mm-hmm. I'm
3: going to start doing using the take a mm-hmm. p- page out of your book and start doing that. And just actually mm-hmm. saying out loud to myself, Ryan, I forgive you for this. Like, cause I, I spent half, I spent half of every day just beating the shit out of myself for all the stuff I'm struggling mm-hmm. with. And it's like, I'm trying to undo that, but it's, it's like, mm-hmm. it's so baked in after decades of, you know,
0: mm-hmm. it's hard yeah, I've been to there, like, unwrap
3: it all and be like, Hey man, just, you know,
0: yeah, some days I'm that.
3: like, I get one thing done and I'm like, cool like let me mm-hmm. let's just let's just be happy with that instead of mm-hmm. beating myself up for the rest of the to-do list that i'm i never finish every day instead of being in a constant mm-hmm. state of like why can't i do this why am i struggling why am i so fucked up why do i suck at life it just like try to get into a different mind state of like acceptance and self-love and all these things that maybe sound corny but they're important you know mm-hmm. yeah they're
0: so important and the, the last huge thing that my pastor taught me is god only gives you what you can handle what if that one thing you could done is all you can handle today that's mm-hmm. okay do you want to do you want god to pile on more than you can handle no nobody does yeah so like maybe your adhd is a gift from god like this is all i can handle today and
3: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: look how amazing that one thing is and like pat yourself on the back and you know that that even if you know you really struggle struggle still like listening to things i'm grateful for i'm grateful that i had a cup of coffee today yeah. or or just naming simple things in the room like the wall is white like it it takes you out of that negative tailspin that mm-hmm. you're you're describing Just like naming things it's anyone can do that name that like even the low functioning kids that can't talk like barely talk you know, or they talk through the device having to name things when they're anxious like you'll notice, yeah. calms them down like huh. this is a chair you know like, because um, the thing about autism people we love patterns or yeah. being able to make that simple connection with, oh i can do this and just start so simply by naming things huh. um, can get you on that positive mind track you don't even have to say even if it sounds corny to you i love myself okay if that's too corny for you just name things yeah in the, in the room and notice how your anxiety drops because like oh i can do this because then you're, you allow your eyes to wander as they want to yeah Mm -hmm. Uh, um,
3: i wonder if that ties into like you know the the idea in meditation is that you train yourself to just observe your thoughts and not not identify with those thoughts or react to mm -hmm. them emotionally but just observe them occurring and i wonder if that's That's exactly it by sitting there and just naming things you're simply just sort of accepting reality naming what's around you and then it, it's, it'll translate into your thoughts as well, that they're just thoughts, just like mm-hmm. the thought mm-hmm. I'm having is just like that chair. This other thought I'm having is just like that wall. This other thought I'm having is just like that carpet. They're just things occurring that I'm noticing that I don't need to react to. I don't need to react to the chair. I don't need to mm-hmm. react to the wall so I can train myself to not react to the thoughts in the same way I'm not reacting to just the objects in my periphery that's interesting that's
0: exactly what it is because like it's so simple because everyone's
3: like i can't meditate because the
0: the stereotype of meditating is that you empty your mind i'm like Mm -hmm. no one and Mm -hmm. yeah people with adhd like our minds wander so fast like our processing speed is so fast so you have like Mm -hmm. going um like it's such a struggle so right like i like to look at meditation as this active activity not this which is calming Mm. for me like naming things rather than sitting i can't sit for for like five ten minutes and just go um um so i i can't come up with your own way of meditating yeah. that's meditation right they're naming things following you know jerry garcia on the guitar for 20 minutes yeah. that's meditation like following where he's going yeah um mm-hmm. like, whatever comes you as long as you're not hurting yourself or others like yeah. do that rather than you know going <clears throat> um for, yeah. for a, a while
3: I know someone like, who just swims laps and just counts. She just mm-hmm. counts, like, counts to 100 and then and just swims and counts and just keeps counting. And, like, for 20 mm-hmm. minutes, just swims laps and counts. And it's like, you know, she's mm-hmm. like, is that meditation? I'm like, yeah, <laughs> like, for, for sure. Yeah. It's, it's calming you. It's doing a pattern. It's just, like, releasing. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, you know, mm-hmm. the
2: thoughts mm-hmm. come and go there's no investment like there's thoughts but you're not there's no emotional mm. weight
0: yeah exactly and, it, and that's what helps calm down the anxiety in you like when you start naming things in the room you realize oh these anxious thoughts are just thoughts they are not who i am this is temporary yeah. it reminds you that it's temporary but when we're in that anxious state we think oh this is how it's always going to be yeah always mm-hmm. going to feel this way but like just naming things just simple things like that or counting like going back and re- that reminds us that this is a temporary thing that I can change my thoughts. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, And the, that's the huge thing to remember R- rather than being so tight in our anxiety <laughs> all the time. And if it takes you several hours to calm down, that's okay. It's better than, you know, the people that are, you know, up all, all night, coked out their mind or whatever, the <laughs> escape, escape yeah. reality. Like
1: mm-hmm.
0: it, to take time to love yourself. Mm-hmm. Is what is my message when it comes to, Calming your anxiety and your struggles with ADHD is you get yourself calm. You can focus. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: And you'll know the difference.
2: Like if you, you'll know, mm-hmm. even if it's a slight difference, like um, this good book by uh, Questlove, quest um, love creative quest that I read, he, uh, he had to make all these big decisions. And during those moments, he just took 10 breaths, closed his eyes and was able to make like life defining choices that helped mm-hmm. him in his music career.
0: Hmm yeah but it, but if he didn't take that breath, who knows what the fuck he would have done yeah <laughs> right yeah, and breathing is something we all can do, even no matter where you are on the spectrum, like even our lowest functioning like I've taught very low functioning kids how to just <sighs> yeah they yeah. uh, they they're, they're watching you <sighs> and then they mimic it back uh, yeah and, and then they're calm, mm hmm Sometimes
2: if I, if I breathe really deeply, my dog's on the couch, I can kind of coax her into a
0: sleep. Hmm. Mm. That's pretty That's
3: cool. Interesting. That is cool. Rarely. So you, it doesn't, it's
0: not rare. It's...
3: So you, um, Go ahead. so you work like, what do you, what do you do for work? Like you're a, you work with autistic kids. Uh, yeah.
0: Right now I work for the center for autism in Philadelphia, which is early intervention. So teaching like, first fresh off the diagnosis kids like how to play you know basic functions of like potty training and all that stuff How to self, like basic forms of self-regulation before that i was in a school i worked at a school for you know autistic children of all varieties. so that was like i always consider like my me getting my master's because i never went after i finished college i didn't even go back but I, I know so much about autism because i because i am autistic myself but also watching the different variations of Autism, like I learned so much yeah. from that and like learning coping strategies that help m- myself. And I, yeah. I teach that to them. Um, and I also, you know, I'm trying to write a book with my dad about the father son relationship because there, there are a lot of books of mother and child relationship with the dad's mm. perspective. Yeah. And we're trying, we're, but we're also going to make it funny, like not yeah. just all the struggles, how hard it was. There's like a lot of sob stories out there, but I'm like, let's yeah. make it funny. Like, it's going to be called the Fart Contest. The what we, the fart contest, uh, yeah, <laughs> that was the first thing me and my dad kept over is we both like to fart, so we go back and forth and you know, fart. Um, and and so we're going to tell funny ways of how I grew up and how a funny way of looking at the challenges I went through growing up, and uh, and that that thing is another huge key to it. You gotta have a sense of humor about what you're going through. If you can laugh at what you're going through, you feel so much lighter. Uh, yeah. so another another great common way is laugh, like. How mm-hmm. funny was I missed that social cue? Yeah, uh, yeah.
1: Rather mm-hmm. than mm-hmm. obsessing over that,
0: oh, my God, I should have looked in their eyes as I shook their hands. Mm-hmm. I, that's how I used to be. Like, if I missed one cue, my rest of my day was shot. Yeah. Uh-huh. I, would obsessing, like, I would be obsessing over missing that cue. But I'm like, if I like make a joke out, out of it, like, uh, yeah. I was just being eccentric. You know, yeah, I, was, no. I put, I put all my emphasis in that handshake or mm. when I'm like, Oh, but I, I, I looked at the good things I did in the conversation. Like, wow. Like I listened way better than that person did. Like I said things and they, they obviously weren't hearing me, but I'm like, you know, it's funny that a, a autistic person is able to pick up on like what the other person's feeling. And yeah. uh, like, we're not as disabled as people think we are. Like, it's so funny to realize everything people say about us is wrong. Mm-hmm. yeah so wrong it's so wrong it's and then it, it gets to the point where it's funny and then yeah. i move on with my day yeah you know rather than obsessing over me mm-hmm. i'm not in the wrong here i just if i went into i went down to mexico and spoke really bad spanish i'm like you know it's, it's the same thing yeah 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 i i, I miss cues but I, i'm starting to learn like the yeah. language. Mm-hmm. one of the best ways to learn a language is immersing yourself in culture yeah and that's what i try to teach my when I, when I do talks at college i Say you know people that want to work in the field, like go hang out with autistic people, and like if like you would hang out in a different culture. You'll learn so much more than reading a textbook. This is what autism. Like, yeah, mm-hmm.
1: no, it, it, mm-hmm.
0: it takes out the humanity. Yeah. but If you hang out, but if you hang out with us or date us or whatever, you start to realize we're,
3: f- we're funny. We're yeah. funny. <laughs> pretty cool. Like I think autistic right. people are so funny, and doing this podcast, yeah. like we've had so many times where we're just laughing. And then we're just like, I don't know if neurotypicals would get this joke, but it's, uh, we're hilarious.
2: <laughs> right. I, I pretty mm. much cry every show. Mm-hmm. I cry pretty much. I do too. So, <laughs> Sam, so so is mm-hmm. part of your book going to be like dispelling the myths of autism? Because we're going to touch oh, yeah. a bit.
0: Yeah, it's, it's, it's a huge part of it. It's also talking about healthy uh, masculinity because the way I was taught how to be a man was like the toxic, narrow-minded, a man has to be the provider, and yeah, Michael, and he has to be tough. It must can't show emotion, but like because I don't yeah. have a filter, I'm nothing but emotion. emotion. <laughs> <laughs> right? And my and it wasn't from my father. My father is the same way. Very um, an emotional person, uh, and is not your stereotypical macho guy. Like he, the only he pushed me to work out because he w- knew I wanted to get better at playing basketball in high school. He wanted me to work out so because it he knows it helped out me mentally, yeah. uh, not because. This is what a man's supposed to do. I'm like, yeah. like anything else in society, it, that's those stereotypes. It's all bullshit, folks. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's all, bu- it, you know, pardon my language, but it is. And once you realize that there's so much more to being a man, like mm-hmm. actually being a present father to my son, yeah, uh, makes me more of a man. Like because a lot mm-hmm. of men, you know, have that follow those negative stereotypes, run away from their children. But I realize mm-hmm. I'm so much stronger for being there for my child, yeah. enjoying yeah. him. When a man, like when I fix my uh the leg off my chair i had my son you know sit with us and watch me and my dad put the chair back together yeah and Mm -hmm. teach like that very old school man we show our children yeah uh, how how to do things Um, right because we're all visual creatures not just all the people and my son's neurotypical but he learned by watching and you know i could see him picking it up like he's you know he was interested and yeah uh,
1: I'm you're available, available. So, no, available. You're basically
2: you're an available father and and you and you preach kindness over mm. shame shame and, and guilt
0: right yeah and i think that's the way to go and like that's yeah. why autistic men should be fathers i've had people come up to me and like they found my father i didn't know your parts worked i didn't think, know that autistic people had sexuality what
3: like,
0: <laughs> what <iPad. laughs> Next like, show, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, we do. Like, even my non-verbal one, like, yeah, like, look, he's checking out that girl's butt right now, like yeah, that sexuality yeah. right there. <laughs> wow. Um, and yeah, and I, like, it, the fact that we're we, we can be very honest, about it. it's Like, that's how we get rid of the toxic male energy. Like, again, mm. the beauty of autism is we're getting rid of the toxic things of the past where yeah men had to be stoic and unemotional and i tried that when my wife was going through a labor being like the tough like i feel nothing you can do this honey Uh, and it it just aggravated her more but when i was like like i'll never understand the pains of labor and like showing that empathy like she started to it was easier for her to go through that process of bringing her son into the world rather than maybe in this mountain of emotionlessness yeah um Mm -hmm. and 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 that's another phrase i'll probably use like autism is the dispeller of bullshit like that Mm. society tries to feed us yeah yeah Uh, and that's why god created us this way to get rid of the bullshit folks Mm, yeah i love that i love that
3: i certainly found that too like i have (laughs) like a zero bullshit tolerance zero tolerance for bullshit in my life and i just i get so confused by people that are like um You know, like things like like somebody will tell you, be telling you how they don't like some other person and then you'll see them hanging out together and you're like, I don't understand. You just told me you don't like them, but now you're hanging out with them. And they're like, oh yeah, but so blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, I don't, it Mm -hmm. doesn't make sense to me. Yeah. Anyway, there's a lot of, um, I, I know there's something I just wrote a note down, something you said earlier, like a few moments ago, you're talking about like communication and how something I noticed is like, in in the way i pick up on communication like there's a lot of stuff i miss but then there's a lot of stuff i pick up on that neurotypicals don't so it's interesting mm-hmm. sort of juxtaposition mm-hmm. of like you know um ha- like missing stuff missing missing non nonverbal communication miss you know body mm-hmm. language tone of voice that kind of stuff and things mm. things that, things that if the language isn't really literal and, and, and clear, then I can get confused or misunderstand. Mm-hmm. But there's other things like I pick up on subtle emotions and subtle things that I think a lot of neurotypicals miss. And it'll often happen mm-hmm. where somebody will tell me something and I'll be like, yeah, I, I know that I, I picked up on that six weeks ago. And I already mm-hmm. knew that thing you just told me. And they're just like, what, how could you have known that? And I'm like, I don't really know how to describe it, but I just picked up on something and I just knew like mm-hmm. it's happened a mm-hmm. lot with and it's like with relationships, like with people, you know, um, just like subtle changes in their behavior or their communication. who have like cued me to things where I just figured out something and then like, yeah, a month or two months later, they tell me that thing and I'm like, yeah, I already knew but i don't know how mm. i don't really know how to describe to you how i knew i just did it's like it it, mm. it, it feels like it was like a an intuition but it was came mm. from subtle cues that that you know what i mean does that make sense yeah it
0: that no, makes perfect sense it's like it's kind of like almost like we have like a built-in sherlock holmes kind of device in yeah. our head where yeah. we see these little details that no one else sees these patterns patterns yeah. no one else that no one else sees and we connect the dots and that's why we come up with these amazing inventions like the iphone and stuff we, we see we connect the dots and but the thing is society always like beats us down for not being emotionally intelligent we are we just
3: mm-hmm. we
0: we process and communicate our emotions a little differently yeah and mm-hmm. that we mm-hmm. uh, and then we get you know we're, we're very empathic people i've I've come to realize that yeah we we have empathy it's, it's so much we bottle it up and stuff we just tend to forget to let it come out of our mouths like I see that you're struggling. You know, I'm so sorry that you're going through that. Like, I can relate to that. And yeah, the other huge part is we use I statements a lot. Like, we start talking about ourselves, and we're like, "Oh, you're being selfish. You're not even listening to me." Like, no, we're using, hmm. we're actually talking about them. And yeah, how we can relate to them. Yes. Um, and how we go through that. You know, we like, you know, listening to someone. So, to so our neurotypicals that are listening to this, like, when we start talking about ourselves, when you're like. I had the worst day. I'm like we're actually working on relating to you and internalizing what you're feeling. So, yeah, and, and we're like stirring it up in our Jesus pot here. And then we're going to spew it back out this way. And yeah. like, so if you're looking to the, at the content, what we're saying, like, Oh my God, they understand. They feel what I feel. So
3: yeah,
0: it's just a different uh, emotional language, but w- we have empathy. We have anger. We have happy. We have all the emotions that are all these just, just stirred up a bit differently, but still yeah. tastes real good. What's that? I say it tastes real good. Like, good yeah. To me. like, yeah. It, it's like you know when you make when you make a, a dish on the stove, it's different than the recipe, but it still tastes just as good. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. uh, it's, a, it's like that. Like, we yeah. feel emotions in d- a different way, but it's like how we we felt empathy and we're mm-hmm. there for you. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, and society's often like interacting on a level that is like we want like results and answers right now and i often find that some of my best insights for dialogue even for things like this they come
0: hours after the fact yeah Mm -hmm. yeah we get there when we get there like like sometimes i'll think yeah sometimes like my wife will want empathy and i I won't know how to say it to her then like four hours later i'll come back you know earlier when you were talking about that (laughs) that," like like, oh my god that must have been so hard she's like i would have liked that in the moment but then she you know, and then we work out what she was feeling. Like, yeah. like that's the other people, think when they're working on the relationship with an autistic person, like, allow them to feel what, what you want them to, feel, you know, what you want from them, but get, let them get there in their own time. Yeah. You I want mean, them to feel sad for you or empathetic? Wait, wait, if it takes four hours for them to figure out, to like, get the words out of their mouth. Yeah. Like, just be patient with that because they do, we do care so much about our loved ones. Mm-hmm,
3: mm-hmm. We're going to coin a new term because. You know how people talk about island time, like you were talking about Hawaii or something. Mm-hmm. Island time, so there's going to be uh, autism time. <laughs> yeah, like, like that, yeah. I was just like, you know, yeah, I'll, I'll get, I, get that. You're yeah, not going to get that thing yeah. back from me in this moment, but yeah, four hours later, I'm going to come to you and say the thing, and you're going to go, okay, yeah, you get it. But it's, it's, <laughs> mm-hmm. we're on autism time. Sorry. <laughs>
2: mm-hmm. Next. Thanks a lot, Sam. Now we're, uh, you know, going to be delayed, uh, you know, at phase one of the podcast stage. (laughs) (laughs) Uh,
0: It's interesting. He's going to have a
2: a clock on the wall without a battery in it.
3: (laughs) It's funny though. Like those, those myths that come up, like what? Autistic people have sex or like what? It's like, and like the, the empathy, the empathy myth is so funny to me. Like, you know, I Mm -hmm. talked about this before, but like, um, at my at my job, I like the the job I'm at right now is the first job I've ever had where I've been like open open about being autistic with everybody there. I wasn't mm-hmm. when I got hired, but I got hired and then dis- was like in this process of self discovery and self diagnosis at the same time. Mm-hmm. So it was like several months mm-hmm. later when I realized, yes, I'm autistic, and then and I talked to my. Uh, I asked my, the boss to have a meeting with me so I could just tell him. And it's funny. Cause the very first thing out of his mouth is, so what does that mean? You don't have any empathy. And, <laughs> and it's just, it's so, and he's not a bad person. It's just, that's the myth. Right. And it's just so funny mm-hmm. to me. That's like, it's like, no, I've, I've always felt like I have deeper empathy than most people. I feel mm-hmm. things deeper than most people. Like I, um, when I, have an emotional s- state like a something it's like it's I always feel like my feelings are stronger than most people's feelings are like mm-hmm. the well just goes deeper inside of me than it does in most people um mm-hmm. and, and I so feel so the same way brother so I don't feel you know I remember once years ago I had a I was going through a really bad breakup and one of my good friends from high school drove like three hours to come see me and I was like, why did you drive to come see me? And she's just like, because I know how you are. And I know how deep, how deep you hurt when you're hurting. And it's yeah. uh, she said to me, like, it's and you feel you feel things more than more, anyone else I know. So I, I and and I, I had never it had never occurred to me before hearing her say that, that th- that was even a concept. But it's like, I guess mm-hmm. it is. And then anyway, mm-hmm. but that's the myth is like, oh, you don't have empathy mm-hmm. Well, no, I actually think I have more empathy than most people do, but it just comes out in ways that maybe you don't recognize.
0: You don't know, recognize, and all the experiences we, we went through as children gave us the empathy that the fact that, like, another huge thing is that in our in autistic schools now, we're taught how to uh, about our emotions where neurotypicals aren't taught those things, which mm-hmm. I think is wrong. Everyone should take some psych classes and learn how the yeah. mind works works but my point is that yeah we feel like i i think you're saying like oh i told you i have like this well of empathy but i got that through being bullied i got that through all my struggles and like i Mm -hmm. feel it so deep like i feel in my whole body interesting my when someone is going through me and that's the like when people talk about this i'm like look how amazing you are at at empathy like neurotypal people aren't this empathetic like you said like we feel it so much deeper Mm -hmm. um you know, sometimes God puts you through a storm and then he sends you another storm. You're like, God, why did you do that? It's because, like, I'm directing you where you need to be, which is yeah. be there for the other person, like, driving yeah. through hours. Like, when my wife's father died, my dad was in Pittsburgh, and he drove all the way back that, you know, that, that very night to be there for my wife. And, you know, yeah. I'm very convinced he's on the spectrum, but, like, that, we do empathy not through our words often, but often through yeah. our actions, like, yeah. picking up the slack at home, like, Yeah, my wife's really upset. I start doing all the chores now, and she's like, Mm -hmm. "Why -hmm. didn't you talk to me?" I'm like, "I see you're really struggling right now. Let me take the lead with our son. Let me uh, do dishes, whatever. Do do, do dishes or whatever, so you you know you can process what you're feeling." Yeah, Uh, and and that's empathy, and then she she'll do the same for me when I'm feeling things so deep. Yeah, and like, look, I'm having a deep relationship. People always—that's another myth that autistic people cannot have. Meaningful relationships with, yeah. other can have romantic relationships, and like, uh, yes, we can. It may take us a little longer to have our first serious boyfriend or girlfriend or yeah. whatever you identify as. Yeah. Um, like, for example, my first day my wife, I it was very quick to say, "I love you," because like, we had the same interests. Because the way I was taught in school was, "Oh, if you have all this, you're interested in the same things, you know, you, you know, you get along." Something. Like, oh, we must be in love. And she's like, "You have never asked me of how I got there, where I got." you know, to who I am today, and I'm like, that was a mind-blowing for me, because I'm like, oh, and I started asking her deeper questions of why she is the way she is, and yeah, I, le- I learned through having life experiences how to actually really get to know somebody, rather than what they're doing in schools now for other people is teaching them, like, the baseline of how to connect with somebody, Yeah, they're, they're not teaching, you know, they make us feel like we can't go deeper than that, when we mm-hmm. can, because, like you said, we have this deep well of emotion, like, we yeah. just have to find a way to express it and mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and attract the pe- right people that you know are willing to sit with us until we get to know them and they get to know us, like which yeah. is actually not autistic, it's human. Yeah. And that's what I think should be taught in our schools. Like you're a human being, not autistic. You yeah. know, because you feel so much. And that's what's really meant to be human. Because being human mm-hmm. is a spectrum in itself. Yeah. It's not just you're a man, I'm a woman. No, it's I am I am whatever I identify as that in that given day, and
2: and also this thing that you kind of brought up earlier is like, what what can autistic people teach the rest of
0: society? Right, so much. Mm-hmm. Like what? Yeah. Like what? Uh, well, look at uh all the social media stuff we've invented. Look how we got to the moon. We've taught people how to shoot for their dreams that were impossible. People said. Oh, we'll never make it to the moon. But what happened? Autistic people invented rockets that got us there. Yeah. Um, That Tesla, like, free, like, he came up with the idea for the iPhone back in 1900. Uh, like, the concept. Yeah. And, you know, and it, and then someone read that stuff and then actually made it.
3: Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, another autistic,
0: Steve Jobs, you know, actually took it and made it a reality. Yeah. Uh, we and, and now that's how the world has communicated. Without all his people in COVID, we would have been, like, super isolate like even more than not being able to get our our starbucks lattes like not able to talk to it without our amazing phones Mm -hmm. or you know computers like so for people like us like it we we're helping people can continue to connect with people because we're able to connect those dots that no one else can not because we're autistic because we are deeply human
2: yeah, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, and, and autism is just a label for that deep connection with what it means to be human, which is yeah. that we're social creatures that we need to connect yeah. uh, with each other. That's what it, it means to be autistic to me is to be as human as humanly possible. Yeah, which is to be compassionate, empathetic, and forward thinking. Yeah, and and creatively thinking and looking outside the box where everyone else seems to want to shove us into this box with this label. We're like, all right, we're in the box. Now we're going to invent a way to get out of the box and, mm-hmm. and change yeah. the way you see the world for the better.
3: Yeah. I think like in, in, in um, like people f- talk about au- autism uh, awareness, and then there's like people talking about changing that language from trying to promote autistic awareness to autistic acceptance as like, yeah, you can be aware of us, but let's get it to acceptance. And I think like we have to Mm. go one step further to like celebration, like get from awareness to acceptance, to celebration, because all these things you're talking about, these inventions Mm -hmm. and these people that have done these amazing things. It's like, Mm. if everybody actually knew that these people are autistic yeah, like celebrated this and said, "Hey, autistic right. people are are involved in these amazing parts of our lives that have completely changed the world and made our lives better." Then, then maybe there could actually be, like, um, get to that place of people because it's say it's a weird place to live in when like all these inventors and scientists and artists have created all this amazing shit that human beings love but then they still make fun of autistic people or, or don't Mm -hmm. like life is, it can be really challenging for a lot of us to sort of just get by in regular everyday life. And, Mm -hmm. and, and, um and that, you know, I think the stuff you're talking about is really important. And I I hope we can get there where it's like, people will go, Hey, you know Mm -hmm. what? Like we're happy to try to create environments where autistic people can thrive because it's actually going to benefit all of humanity if we do that.
0: Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, would you stop Steve Jobs inventing the iPhone? No, you wouldn't, especially if you know what it can do. Like, I want to take it a step further than just acceptance, integration that we, you know, like America is this melting pot of different cultures from different countries. What if it was a melting pot of neurodiversity, like different Mm -hmm. minds? Yes. You know, and then we start, like, we have, you know, April is, you know, autism month, but like, what if July was schizophrenic month or. All, all the major, you know, neurodiverse things. Uh, some people often like to ask me, like, "What do you think of autism?" I'm like, "Thank you for celebrating us, but what about everyone else who has a different mind than us? Because everyone yeah. has a different mind." Yeah, and and that's what should should be celebrated, honestly, throughout the year, every day, by everybody. Like, yeah, celebrate the diversity because if we didn't, we still would be in the caves. Um. I wouldn't be surprised if the guy who invented the wheel back in Cayman House was autistic because he's huh? Things that are around roll better than uh, flat things and stuff. Yeah. And, you know, yeah. chip, chipped away at that. Yeah. And it's mm-hmm. the same thing throughout humanity. It's that forward thinking. Yeah. Totally. Oh,
3: man. So good. So good. Tim, so good. how'd you
2: find the show? Can I ask you how you found the show?
3: Instagram.
0: Yeah. Like you, you know, you just t- go into the search and you type in "autistic podcast" and you guys come up. Oh, good. That's um, good to know. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> and then I, you know, I, I listened to some stuff that you guys did and enjoyed it. I'm like, huh, I'm gonna be on this show. Nice. It's simple as that. I want, and I right there, I wanted to connect with some people I have never met before. Yeah. Nice. I, I,
3: I've had this. I've been having this feeling uh, come up a few times throughout this conversation, and. Like we we uh, Drew came on board at the start of this, the start of this year to like help me, um, produce the show because you know Mm -hmm. like I I I was um I think struggling a little bit with the executive function side of trying to produce a podcast regularly and and um, but I came on
2: because Ryan's fucking awesome and
3: I believe in him. That's why I came on. We've been recording. We're about to relaunch this next week. We've got like five or six episodes now recorded and we're, we just were working with a uh, an artist to kind of rebrand it and just we're kind of now about to relaunch it and and have it come out every week consistently and just really work on the, the show but it's been really cool we've, we've recorded an episode every Saturday for the last like six weeks or something like that mm-hmm. and I'm just like having this feeling today come up a lot that it's so fascinating that each person we've talked to each week is so mm-hmm. different and it's mm-hmm. like amazing to me. And I really hope that people will take the time to like, listen to these and watch these. Cause we're going to put it on YouTube as well. And like, just get to really see, like you said, inside the autistic culture that there's all these different people. And we're all like, everyone that comes on the show is so different and so mm-hmm. like,
2: yeah, it's so kind. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
3: There's there are some common uh threads, but there's so much. Um, it's like I really hope that people watch it and go, Oh, like, yeah, these are just people, they're just humans. They're all they're mm-hmm. just different, they have different accents and different personalities, and they look different, and they're from different places. And there are some common themes they're talking about, about being autistic adults <laughs> navigating in the world, but Mm -hmm. it's such a cool thing like you're completely different than anyone else we've spoken to and so is everyone else we've spoken to and it's just so cool and i just feel really grateful that we get to do this it's such an awesome Mm -hmm. thing and it's probably Mm -hmm. because some autistic person invented the internet invented this laptop invented this program we're using to record it in invented Mm -hmm. the social media that we put it out on that you found us on i mean it's it's really neat
0: yeah and i think what you said is is beautiful and that that's the thing is if we want to end the, the stigma against people like us, we have to put ourselves out there. Instead of the experts telling the world, this is what an autistic person is. No, mm. autistic people need to be telling the world what autistic people yes. are and who yes. they are. And what we are is humanity amplified. Right. And we, 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 that through our life experiences, we become who we are like anyone else. It's part of being human. It's not a neurotypical thing. It's not an autistic thing. This is, we need to be like, this is a human thing. Yeah. And that's how we end the stigma, the myths, and all the bullshit yeah. that surrounding autism is by being open. because um, if people can be open about their traumas or their successes and people can accept them, they can do the same for us. Mm.
3: Um, and I think what you said earlier, it's so important like you're saying if some like somebody should just like go spend time with autistic people if you want to learn, because you you can read a book, that's fine, but if you actually go hang out with a room full of autistic people, you're going to just go, Oh, okay. Yeah. Like these are people mm-hmm. like it. it just, yeah. You know what? It's like, it's like, how do you, how do you cure racism? You racism occurs in people who grew up only around Sheltered. that look like them and don't mm-hmm. have experience. So if you're like a white person, that's only ever been around white people who are racist and you think, you know, black people or Chinese people or something are in, inferior because they're different. All you need to do is go, sit down and have dinner at a table black people and you're going to go oh okay i get it now i was an idiot i was taught wrong it's just these are just human beings like it's like mm-hmm. the same thing with like a different culture a different language it's like people that are homophobic just go be around some gay people it's like i i worked years ago in toronto at a bar that was kind of close to a gay neighborhood and some of the people i worked with were gay and i would go out For on our nights off, I'd go out drinking with them and go to some bars in the gay neighborhood. And I got very comfortable with Mm -hmm. being around gay people where it was just like no, no factor. It's just like, these are just humans. They're just humans. There's this one aspect of our lives that's different but the everything else, we're just humans. And it's like, mm-hmm. there's no, it's, but it's just about exposure. And I think that's so important. Mm-hmm. It's like anyone who's mm-hmm. listening to this, if you, yeah, do what do what Sam says. If you want to learn about us, man, come hang out with us. <laughs>
2: we're mm-hmm. fine. Yeah. Yeah. Or
1: we're just fine. watch the last
2: six episodes. Every guest, as you say, Ryan is like, so at such a different phase of their you know, with their autism and they, and they're just such different people. So it's just like yeah. eye opening to talk to people each week. Yeah.
3: Mm-hmm. It is. And we're loving
2: the work you're doing with, uh, with young people. That's so fascinating. There needs Thank to be you. more of this. Yeah.
3: Yeah, absolutely. How do you, I'm curious about your, like, tell me, how. Uh, um, I'm not a religious person and I'm completely open to anyone who is anything. Mm-hmm. How, how does that work with you? Like, how did you get there? Um,
0: through life exp- experiences, my wife's very spiritual. So I s- experience this very like, ability to connect with nature, with with being with her. And but then one day I was just having uh, last year I was just having you know one of my you know really bad panic attacks, and I you know basically got you know vision of Jesus coming down and helping pick me up and like and taking the anxiety from me. Oh wow! Um, and it was it was just a very real because vi- like. For years my wife has been saying like God's talking and we need to listen but I like yeah. I you know couldn't perceive that but God came to me v- visually which is the way I can understand. Yeah. Since then I've you know converted to Christianity and um it's just taught me to look at the world so much more positively. Yeah. Um and uh, and that's and, and like and I realized that Jesus is not about fire and brimstone he's more about love like yeah. which is, and, he, and he felt it so deeply. And yeah. The fact that he, after he would heal someone, he would have to go off and be alone for a while. I'm Like, hmm, is Jesus autistic? Because <laughs> like, after, after I after I help someone, I have to do the same right. thing. I have to go off and stand by myself to release all the uh, mm-hmm. crap, toxins, all that whatever, yeah. the yeah. toxins, whatever, And I'm like, you know, and then just I was just making those connections. Like, oh, this is probably being human. That we're gonna. I, I, have, I have this ability to. Mm. new podcast Heels, name
3: jesus is autistic <laughs> that's, i was just gonna say where that's the title for this episode was jesus autistic yes
0: <laughs>
3: uh, maybe a little jesus bit jesus or john lennon you pick yeah
0: right yeah i mean that's a whole nother podcast we need to get because that's uh, we can just do our research and do have a whole well of conversation about that yeah uh, mm-hmm. And, you know, the way I look at Jesus is he's this amplified of humanity. Like, oh, I feel like an amplified human being. And yeah. he has this quote where he says, I do great things, but you can do better. So that means that huh. we can do the same things that Jesus did. Heal people the same way he could. Perform yeah. miracles. Like, getting to the moon, that's a freaking miracle. iPhones yeah. are a freaking mar- miracle because we are just barely out of the cave, just barely out of the jungle in our evolution,
3: if you yeah. really think about it. Yeah.
0: Compared to alien, you know, aliens who can fly all the way over here.
3: Yeah, you know, we haven't
0: got that far yet, but like we are, we have still so much to learn, so much to heal and know. Yeah, and that's how I live by that quote: that even though you know great things are done, I can do better for people like me and for humanity in general to be more tolerant and realize, and celebrate narrow diversity. Yeah, as it should as 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 humanity should be the celebration of being human yeah that's awesome mm-hmm.
2: i like your amplified human idea yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah i'm gonna borrow that as like a rap name or something <laughs>
3: amplified human right on well sam is there um anything else that you will you uh we haven't got to that you were hoping to talk about today or
0: um i think we covered everything i want to talk about which is again showing the how freaking beautiful we all are yeah uh, which I think we certainly did today in this conversation, and I hope we could have future conversations yeah about this very topic and we could even have a fun ones talking about the ways that John Lennon or Jesus or anyone could p- potentially have been on the spectrum and, yeah. and
3: mm-hmm. that's
0: the thing is we got to show people that everyone identifies with there's a lot of people identify with Lennon and yeah. a shit ton of people identify with Jesus and yeah. try to be like Jesus, you know um who is and an five human. And there's so much more. Like, like that could mm-hmm. be a fun segment we we do, like talking about how amazing, you know, that you know, look at all these autistic people that everyone looks up to. Oh, you, I didn't know I looked up to an autistic person.
3: Yeah. Well you you did. Yeah. Like Albert Einstein. <laughs> yeah. Man I didn't talk to he was six years old
0: and he you know revolutionized science. Yeah. Uh, tesla like you know the government is still trying to decipher his amazing free and ener- even free energy yeah because uh, he because he would to make humanity better yeah mm-hmm. and, and like and, you know the whole the word autism means wanting to be alone in latin i'm like we need mm-hmm. a new word like like a phrase that me that, that describes what we are but like no we want to bring humanity in
3: together mm-hmm. to
0: get like gatherism yeah uh, mm-hmm.
3: i think there's that i think like what you say, well, you know, it means wanting to be alone. I've also heard it described as saying as meaning like in, in their own world, which I think is, is for me kind of accurate. Cause I do, I do feel like I've always felt like I was in my own world as long as I can remember. But I mm-hmm. feel like that, cause you've talked a lot today about how autistic people um Have like invented things for communication, like iPhones and social media platforms and this and that, and I think there is this thing of autistic people being like living kind of in our own world while mm-hmm. being in the world, and it makes mm-hmm. sense that we would be looking for to establish ways to communicate because we sometimes feel like we can't because I know mm-hmm. i I struggle with communicating with people and it's like it's like yeah i want to figure out ways that i can communicate because i feel like i'm often misunderstood and i often misunderstand and it's like so it makes a lot of sense Mm
2: -hmm. Mm -hmm. it's like this idea of inclusivity really Mm -hmm.
3: and it's like not and like and and making sure people understand that it's like we're not we're not we're not like in our own, in our own world, like in a way of like, we don't want anyone else like get away from us. We want to be alone, leave us alone. It's not that it's Mm -hmm. like, we're in our own world in a way of like, we maybe just don't relate in the same way or don't understand in the exact same way Mm -hmm. or don't communicate Mm -hmm. in the exact same way, which can create isolation or the feeling of isolation. But then Mm -hmm. we're like trying to communicate, trying to reach, reach out, oftentimes it can come out wrong or come out in ways that are perceived as like awkward or inappropriate or whatever, which can mm-hmm. then sort of continue a cycle of, of isolation, which unfortunately for a lot of autistic people leads to, um, uh, you know, like real isolation, which is, unfortunate, mm-hmm. but, but
0: mm-hmm. yeah.
3: And the, and the thing to do with the isolation is like we talked about
0: earlier, simple things. Like I said, like identifying somebody, I said hello to somebody today um, I said, I remember to say, "How are you today?" Yeah, and and then you start breaking that negative mindset that isolates you as an autistic person. Yeah, and just start mm. simple with connecting with someone. Like when I, when I hear my you know clients say, "I want to make a friend," but just start with saying hello. That's all you have to <laughs> yeah. do. But they're like, "What? What about mm. I'm like, No, just hello. That's all ah, you have to good do. Advice, <laughs> just good advice. Good
3: advice. I find I, advice, I've, I've been like working <laughs> on this thing where like I go to work and. You know, everybody says something like, how your week? Or how's your daughter? You know, and I have mm. to re- always remind myself because they'll say, how's your daughter? And next thing I know, I'm just telling them all about all the stuff I did with my daughter all week. And then I realize they have this blank look on their face. And then I go, mm. oh, I was supposed to just say, oh, she's great. How are you? Or how are you? She's good. Mm-hmm. Like, it's like, mm-hmm. oh, yeah, I'm not supposed to. Someone is asking me that because it's just the polite interaction mm. They don't mm-hmm. actually want me to talk for ten minutes
2: <laughs> I do though when I ask you that
3: well you, a, dude, a, when, yeah, you and I I, when you and I get on a phone call we're like let's just do a quick five minute phone call it's like two hours later we're like oh shit I gotta go um
0: mm-hmm. yeah then. and, that, and, and that's you know, I'm... go ahead
2: but
3: sorry
0: uh, and like that way you talk about that like that shows you you care about your kid like that's our language that ten minutes it's, that's that's autistic time right there mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> that that's the equivalent of us in our language saying she's great yeah yeah mm-hmm. so just people great, just I'm like
3: tell you every detail of what our whole week mm-hmm. enc- encompassed, even mm-hmm. though mm-hmm. you just don't so want. that should be i think that should be
0: the new unwritten rule that oh give this person 10 minutes to gloat about their child yeah because uh, because mm-hmm. there are some people who do that too like my daughter did this my daughter did that then yeah. you know whatever they're saying which yeah. is beautiful. And I love that, but
3: let us do do that too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I should just warn everybody at work too. Like this is going to take 10 minutes. Just, just say hi. Or if you, if you are going to ask me a question, just understand that I'm going to talk for 10 minutes. So
2: like, you mm-hmm. know, just pick. Hey, just pick. that's a good t-shirt idea for the yeah. Life autistic.
3: Don't yeah. ask me how I feel unless you really <laughs> yeah, want don't, now. don't ask me how I, how I feel unless you've got. <laughs> <it>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah.
2: Well, Sam, you, know, Sam and- you, you just one quick thing. You honestly, like, just in your reference earlier about how autism characters are making their way to the mainstream, you just I don't know, you mm-hmm. led me wi- weirdly to a place where in Wes Anderson's Fantastic Mr. Fox, mm-hmm. there's a character that just like occasionally, after you know, helping people, he's a really like he's a handsome young guy, you know, Fox character. And he's like, you know, he, he's a very useful, helpful guy. I don't know if you guys know the character in the movie, but no. um, he says two or three times through the movie, he's just like, I'm going to go in a dark place and just breathe and be by myself for a bit. Really? And, yeah. And like, now that I think back, I'm like, was that like Wes Anderson's like really ingenious way of like, including like just just like a hint of autism in the movie, like
0: yeah. it's brilliant, or or a hint of amplified humanity. Everyone needs to go. Yes, and, are, everyone needs alone time. Yeah, it's not like this is about that's being human. Is.
3: Yeah, that's what it is. Yes, amplified amplified humanity. New yeah. name, new name. There's so, so many t-shirts <laughs> coming out of this. We're gonna make t-shirts. Sam, <laughs> you'll get a, you'll get a cut. <laughs> yeah, man.
0: All right, thank you. I appreciate
3: that. <laughs> Going to my son's college fund. <laughs> Yeah, that's thank awesome you. right on all right well man like this has been so cool i love talking to you i really hope we can do this again and yeah let's let's do that thing where we talk about john lennon and some other people i think that would be so fun um
0: mm-hmm. yeah. yeah i would love that my friend if you're up for it so yeah thank you pleasure man pleasure sam it's so been a pleasure fun. so much fun i really enjoy talking to you too
3: yeah man i feel like we could do this for days so like yeah we'll we'll, we'll have to do it again so mm-hmm
1: definitely we'll, hit we'll me we'll up leave. when you're ready
3: what's that
0: you just hit me up when you want me to run my mouth again so yeah, yeah
1: man.
0: <laughs> right on all right might well, be guys, sooner
2: i'm gonna, if I'm if gonna go uh, cancels,
3: we're coming at you i'm gonna go uh, into a dark room for a few moments and, and breathe but uh <laughs> yeah me too it's i love you guys idea. have an awesome day
0: <laughs> all right thank you guys for having me enjoy appreciate Thanks, it sam all the best you too Yo.